if you give them a checklist that's like $47 and they sit there and they're like, this checklist is my life. I need more support. I need that next step for this person to kind of guide me through it. That decision is that much easier for them to make now that they've had a taste of what you've gotten. And you're adding, again, that customer lifetime value. Welcome to the She Can Systemize podcast, where we are helping business owners like you learn to love and implement systems in their business. From conversations about CRM tools like Dubsado or automating the ish out of your business to helping your system match the level of detail your business does. My name is Taryn Rochelle, your girlfriend with a plan, CEO and founder of The Social Lifestyle Co. and someone who's just a little systems obsessed. I'm about to help make your life and business way more systemized so you can live a social lifestyle you love. Welcome to She Can Systemize. Hey guys, welcome back to She Can Systemize podcast. I am your host, Taryn Rochelle, and I am here with Rachel. She is the founder of Gal Marketing, a marketing strategy agency that plans, implements, and analyzes goal-driven marketing tactics for heart-driven business owners who want sustainable marketing that feels good to them. Rachel will help you create intentional marketing strategies that helps you attract, nurture, and convert your dream leads without fighting with the algorithm. So thank you so much for joining us on She Can Systemize. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I think our chats in the past have just been so wonderful. So I'm glad everybody can kind of get a taste of what we talk about. I know we have so many great conversations that are not recorded and just from us, you know, connecting, we connected on Clubhouse, right? Is that how we first met? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, full circle here now back on an audio recording, but you know, we've had so many great conversations since meeting there. And this is like where the power of networking really comes into play for your business because Rachel someone that I've connected with in a way to where we can bounce ideas off of each other and really be there for each other in like a online space that can be very lonely. And that is where I have loved really connecting with people like Rachel, that she is such a industry leader in what she does and really understands her niche, her industry, and really gives amazing, valuable content and education on marketing and especially with email marketing. And I knew for sure I wanted to bring her on the podcast. And we started talking about different ideas and we kind of kept coming back to this topic of lifetime value. And I think this is something that a lot of people, especially in the industry that we help here in the wedding and event industry, really struggle with because they're like, okay, you know, we have our clients, we don't want them to, you know, get married again. And so we don't expect to see them again. Or, you know, a lot of times in the event industry, they're thinking, well, we have this one event and then that's their client for that event and then may not circle back with them and aren't creating that lifetime value. And so we really wanted to bring this conversation to you guys because it's so important. And the first thing that me and Rachel both agree on, that is the first step when it comes to starting this marketing journey of creating this lifetime value is truly understanding who your ideal clients and your ideal couples are to be able to market to them effectively. Rachel, what is like your first step that you really talk about in your content or with your clients of figuring out who this is so then you can really market successfully? Yeah. So first I want to touch on what we're meaning by lifetime value. 
And so when someone's coming into your space, how can you use one lead and maximize the value of what they either spend with you, their customer experience, and all of the various touch points? So when I when we're talking about those various touch points, where I start with that is taking your ideal client. And you may think of an umbrella ideal client. That's kind of where people get stuck is that when they're talking about who they help and you know all of the things that really come with your services, like I'll use myself for example, the intro we just gave right now, heart-centered business owners, that's an umbrella. That is not my defined buckets of ideal clients. And you have to really be able to like drill deep into that because you're going to have somebody that's going to come to you and is going to like just throw their credit card at you. Those are like the, you know, fully warmed up, fully aware ideal clients in those in that umbrella. You're also going to have people that come to you that are maybe needing like have been burned before, have had conversations that felt icky to them with past um, you know, vendors or service providers and things like that and you have to be able to speak to your ideal client regardless of where they're at on that scale of emotional readiness, financial readiness, and all of those various aspects of it. So when I start with somebody, especially in terms of just like an email marketing, I look at their customer journey. This is taking your like offer suite and like really making it like a linear path. Do you have something for someone that is not financially ready, but wants to like just get a bite-sized taste of what you're putting out there. Do you have something for those hairs that are like, if you have, have you heard of the tortoise and the hair analogy? It's one of my favorite like things when it comes to marketing because your email list thrives for the tortoises, but you always have to have something ready for the hairs. So, so yeah, I would always start there making sure that you can like really pull out just laying out your customer journey from just a linear perspective. Step one, step two, step three. Do you have a next obvious step? So I can go on for literally hours. So I'm going to stop and take a breath really quick. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't think about that or they think, well, I, my ideal client is someone that is just ready to book right now and throw their credit card at me. Mm -hmm. And that can necessarily still be the case, but you there are people that will be at that point. So how are you going to get them there? So we're not just going to like only, you know, have things ready or market towards the people that are right there. And you need to have things that are going to warm up those other people like your email marketing, like your content marketing, um, whatever you are utilizing for your market marketing strategies to be able to get those people ready. And I'm not saying like, like for us, like we don't get on our vibe checks, which is our version of discovery calls, unless our clients are ready to book with us, like they are ready, but we only do those calls for our like higher ticket services. Our other ones, like our Zapier hotline, our strategy sessions, our workflow mapping sessions, people can book those like without having to get on a call with us. And that is how I have offers that are like smaller offers for people that maybe aren't ready for those bigger things, but could get ready by doing these smaller offers and getting their systems in place. So I think a lot of times people get stuck in that mindset of like, well, 
I only want clients that are ready for like my high ticket things or ready to throw their cards at me. But we need to also have things that are for the people that will be at that point in their business or that they are trying to figure out their budget for their weddings or for their events and how you fall into that that budget. But that is where, you know, your marketing efforts and what you put out there is really showing your value of what you offer. So then, especially if they are trying to fit you into that budget, they're like, yes, like, For me, with my videographer, there was a videographer that I knew I wanted for my wedding, and I pretty much centered most of my budget around having this videographer. Like I was like, I will have them at our wedding, and I will figure out everything around it. And so you will have people that even if you are at a higher price point, they will figure it out. But I knew that what they offered, because I saw it in their marketing, I saw their videos, I was in love and I wanted that experience for our wedding. And I look back at that video all the time because I freaking love it. And so I think that's where, you know, making sure you have a strong marketing effort and strategy, which is where we're going to tie in email marketing on this episode is so important. And I think a lot of people in the wedding and event industry sleep on email marketing or they think that they do not need it because they're like, well, our clients come and then they go, especially for weddings. I know we both have a lot of opinions on this about, you know, we don't own our social media channels. We don't own Instagram. And for you, like, I know you've worked with some people in this industry. Like, how has it been with talking with people that maybe feel like they have just that, like, you know, the wedding clients that come and go or people that they feel like they can't build that lifetime value with? with utilizing email marketing in a strategic way, because again, we don't own our social media channels. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about non-wedding, more not like quick, you get engaged, then you have to make this decision to start planning. So non-wedding businesses have about a six to a six month to a year, like nurture period. So when it comes to industries like the wedding and planning industry, like you have to essentially capture no like trust in such a short amount of time. And if you think about the experience of social media, it's very chaotic, like people come in there. And if you don't have a plan there, like, they can really kind of just feel like it's just kind of getting like ping ponged around like, okay, what is what is this offering? Oh, look at this beautiful wedding. Oh my gosh, what is this? Even when it comes down to just social, having a strategy there is absolutely key. But layering an email list into that strategy is so much, it just gives you your business so much more depth. So you can reach out to those hares and you can reach out to those tortoises on a consistent front in the way of like, if that tortoise, if that person who is just a little like, I just need a taste of what they're doing. I need to know that they know what they're doing. If you give them a checklist, that's like $47 and they sit there and they're like, this checklist is my life. I need more support. I need that next step for this person to kind of guide me through it. That decision is that much easier for them to make now that they've had a taste of what you've gotten. And you're adding, again, that customer lifetime value. You're taking maybe a planning offer, a retainer, or some type of higher ticket and adding 
additional value to it that maybe you in your mind kind of like, oh, well, it feels intuitive. I'm going to give that to them anyways. They needed that. They needed that before they made that decision to then book a higher ticket with you. So it's really speaking to your ideal client in a more consistent, like white glove kind of elevated customer experience, even before they pay you. It's really being able to nurture them, give them a taste of what you do, and then show them, it doesn't matter if you're not giving me your money yet, I'm going to give you the best experience. I'm going to give you the tips. I'm going to show you how and what and like the next steps of what you should be doing. And it's building trust so that when they do get to that point of making a financial decision, they're like, this is my girl. This is my person. This is the person that has I, has given me so much. I can't even imagine what they're going to do once I give them my money. Like that's the experience that email lists can build for your business. And in the wedding industry, you never know when someone is starting to plan their wedding. For me, I knew my wedding dress from Pinterest before I even met my husband. I had found my wedding dress on Pinterest and that is the dress that I wore on my wedding. I found that dress years before. (laughs) Yeah, years before I even had swiped right on my husband on Tinder. And (laughs) Tinder probably wasn't even around when I found this. And I found that dress. I got engaged, flew to Chicago because that was the only place I had that dress and got my dress. And so you never know when someone, you know, could have a bride like me was already starting to plan their wedding. Many people have Pinterest boards, inspiration and things like that, even before they're even getting married. And so really having that education throughout your social media content, throughout your email marketing content is so important because you are building that like, know, and trust before someone is ready to, you know, have that service or before they are engaged. And so, you know, I had a lot of vendors and stuff already in mind before we even got engaged. Like I knew it was coming and I was hoping it was coming. And so I was like, you know what, like I'm already starting to like figure out like, okay, if we do get married, like these are the people that I already have like on in my radar. And it was because I was already building that like know and trust with them through their marketing efforts. And a lot of them, I was on their email marketing. And so I was getting their emails. I was getting certain things. I was getting ideas for prepping for your big day, you know, how to prepare for an engagement shoot, like stuff like that. Like I was getting those things even before we were engaged and before we started the wedding planning process. And so I think thinking of it from that point of view too, is I would say if you like, put a poll on your Instagram if you're in the wedding industry and ask how many brides on here started planning your wedding before you actually got engaged. I think you guys would be shocked at the amount of people that would say me. And I will be one of them that says me on your Instagram poll. Um, And so I think that, you know, remembering that is so important because that is why you need to be doing these things. And adding in email marketing is so crucial because like Rachel's saying, we add in a small offer. We add in a, you know, a free resource that they can have that they can be preparing and it helps get them qualified for your services too. So then those clients, those couples are ready. Like they know 
what to expect when working with you. And it also helps you feel like, okay, like I have also prepared them. So we have less work to do at the beginning because they already have this checklist. They already have, hey, these are the vendors you should start looking for if you're a wedding planner, send them over a list of like, these are your ideal vendors to start looking at and figuring out who you want. Start finding people on Instagram. And then that way, when they come to you and they have booked you, they're like, hey, I followed your checklist. These are my dream people. These are the people we have booked. And it's because you've prepared them before they were even booked with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I mean, I'm getting married in August of this year and it has been a holy moly, I did not know what I do not know. And this level of, or this opportunity that I would say that you can build authority and really like create some good problem awareness messaging. Like there's so many people that go into it thinking, I can do this by myself. I can plan this. And then they run into a hiccup and then they run into another hiccup and you're like, I could have told you that. Like that's literally what your email list is there for is like shining light on that unaware, the unknowns that come with your industry as an expert in your industry, the ability to kind of show them, let's avoid this. Let's not put you through this headache. Let's kind of get this, you know, shirt up beforehand and really making sure that that authority piece is key because that's huge in decision making. And being able to create that experience that really allows your client to show up on their wedding day and be like, wow, this was worth it. And not thinking regrets of like, oh my gosh, I should have never done this. Like you really want to avoid that mentality there. So, and there's the client experience starts before the sale. Hear me out listeners. Don't fast forward through this ad because we're about to share our secret weapon. During these episodes, we are always giving tips on how to implement systems and create a process for every aspect of your business. But want to know a way to make it that much easier? One word, Tango. Tango is a tool and one of the best Chrome extensions out there that allows you to capture your process through screen captures. And no, this is not a video recording. It is literally capturing every click you make during your process on your computer. Click the link in our show notes to try it for yourself and use code system 20 for a month free of the pro version and head over to us at the social ice alco on Instagram to see an example of tango in action. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Exactly. And then once they are there, especially in the wedding and event industry, like utilize your email marketing for segmenting the right way for your email list, which I know is something that we wanted to touch on because this is really important to really categorize where people are at in their journey with you and ways that you can talk about like upsells of your offers. Like I, from working in so many Dubs Auto builds for the wedding and event industry. I know all of you guys out there have add-ons, have upsells because I'm putting your packages into Dubs Auto. So I know you guys have them. And if they're not booking them at the beginning, utilizing your email marketing efforts to really explain what that service is for and can really help add on more income throughout that process, even if they are already booked with you. But I think a lot of that goes into segmenting. So for anyone who doesn't understand segmenting or they're hearing this word and they're like, what, I don't even have an email marketing platform yet. And I'm throwing this word out there. Um, What's an easy way for someone to understand like how it works in a platform 
no matter which one they choose, whether it's Flowdesk or Active Campaign. Yeah. So I will start with how they get onto your email list. So the best way and the easiest way for someone to actually consume what a segment is, if they're like so unfamiliar with this, is a quiz. If you're taking a quiz, let's say, what is your dream wedding checklist? What is your your custom wedding timeline? In that quiz, you're capturing when's your wedding date? Six months, a year, more than a year? That's in its own segment. So you have a timeliness segment there. But I really want you guys to think of segments as fluid buckets that your ideal clients go through. So think of it as like they're hot, they're warm, they're cold, they're ready to buy, they have six months until their wedding, they need to take action right now kind of thing. In a type of a quiz, which is the perfect place to segment your incoming audience, you're, ca- you're capturing questions or answers that are the most valuable to you in that decision buyer's journey. And so really making sure like your segments are built in in a depth to them so that it's beneficial to you. So I just recently built out a segment strategy for a new quiz that one of my clients was putting out. And it was essentially capturing emotional readiness. It was capturing like financial readiness and then timely readiness. So it was when is this thinking when is this thing going to happen for you next year two years i'm just daydreaming like those people that are just just daydreaming you probably aren't going to hit them with your hardest offer because again they've just told you exactly what you need to hear that they're lurking they're kind of just browsing they're living in the dream they're not making a financial decision in any form of urgency for them so There's so many layers that go into segmenting, but the best way you can think about it is going into it with that quiz mentality of how can I put something in front of them that they're going to answer honestly, and that at the end of the day, people love taking quizzes and they love, ooh, what is my custom fit? What is my, you know, dream vacation? All of those things, they love answering things about themselves. And then especially when you layer in the wedding thing, they have so many thoughts and opinions. You can capture so much from that, there's just so much you can do with segments. I get very excited talking about them, but there is the most important thing for your email list to stay healthy, relevant, and build out your offers in a way that you can deliver the best offer to the best person. Yeah. And when you have like, even if it's a quiz or, you know, just a you know, one kind of like free resource. So for me, for example, we have our systems audit checklist. And so I have a segment that obviously they have, you know, gotten that checklist. So that name is on there. And then also it's someone that is like actively looking at auditing their system. So they are someone that is like wanting to dive into their systems or looking at them and things like, so these are the people that are wanting more education on how systems work. Where can I better my systems? Where I maybe have holes in my system. So those are going into a specific workflow that makes sense for those people that are downloading that checklist. And they are people that when they go through that checklist, they're probably going to see holes in their systems. And then they're probably going to then want help in those systems. And so then these are the people that also I can, once I'm nurturing them a little bit, be pitching those things that are going to help them and following back up with, hey, like, you know, where are you at? Like, what was your score of auditing your checklist this quarter? Like, you know, like reply back to me and let me know so then I can give them better info or advice. And so really making sure that you're keeping track of where 
your people are when they're coming into your email list and then also like where they continue to go. And so I like in, I use Flowdesk for my email marketing and I'm sure, you know, most email marketing platforms are like this, but it's nice when you can go in and look at someone and I can see all the different segments that they are in. Cause it also shows me like how like hot of a lead that person is, how cold of a lead that person is. I mean, I have people on there that have grabbed every single little thing that I have ever put out there. I have one of my clients that calls herself my biggest fan because she's like, I will grab anything that you put out there um, because I have built that like no one trusts with her like from the get go. And so by having those things and having those resources, whether it is through your email list, whether it is through what you're putting out on social media, whether it is what you're putting out on your blog posts, and all of these things can lead back into your email list, which is something you own and always have you know, control of. And so you can always funnel around and create this like 360 approach where everyone is going in through one thing, going out, back in and going around in circles. And it really helps them build that like known trust factor. And that is where segmenting can really help because you're seeing, you know, if someone has already downloaded this resource, you know, I don't need to send them another email again about getting this resource. And so it really helps them. They're not confused and they're feeling supported, especially in the wedding and event industry, because if you're in the wedding industry, I mean, you're working with brides or you're working with people that are getting married and they are already overwhelmed, as I'm sure Rachel can talk about from experience. I can talk about from experience. They, at some point in your journey of planning a wedding, you will have an overwhelming moment. Like it's just, it's inevitable. And so, you know, making sure that you are there to support them through that time, instead of like causing more overwhelm is so important. And that is where having a very strategic marketing strategy can come into play because something Rachel talked on, touched on earlier is thinking about all those things that maybe people have brought up to you, like past couples that have been questions that maybe you get all the time that you are tired of answering. You know, I'm tired of the same question I get all the time. Why not put that in your email marketing, you know, strategy? So have a segment for your clients. I feel like there's a lot of controversy on this about when you move someone from your CRM tool into your email marketing platform of just like automatically adding them into your email marketing platform, someone has to subscribe, correct? To be put like legally through like the email laws or whatever, correct? Yeah. So I always like to at least cover your butt with a checklist of some form that says like, I want, I think the best the best level of engagement is always going to be determined by consent based like entry into your email list. So if you have either they've signed up for a discovery call and you have a checkbox there that says, I want to hear more, I want to subscribe, or even you can default it, you can default it to be checked. And that way, they at least are acknowledging looking there. But Ultimately, I think the people who are going to be the most engaged on your list are going to be the ones who have either are aware they're on your list or have consented to be on your list. So definitely two areas, but people do it. Unfortunately, they kind of like add everybody there when, you know, you've attended an event, but that's again, where segmenting comes in. If you can add them to a segment that says needs to be warmed up, needs to be welcomed 
needs to be introduced and put them there. Let's say you went to a trade show or some type of expo and you've got all these emails. Sending them into their own unique like welcome sequence that is so relevant to how they got onto your list and then giving them that path to say, this is what's going to happen. If you don't want this, here's your opt out. Here's your unsubscribe. It keeps your list clean and it keeps your engagement high ultimately. So there's always ways to work around it. If you are a little hesitant of being like, I earn this email list, I'm keeping this email list. That's fine. Welcome them in a separate segment. If they're not engaging, don't bring them over. They're not going to, they're not, if they don't read those first three emails, they're not going to read the rest of them. So yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a vanity metric, like on social media. It's like you can have all of the followers that you want, but if they aren't engaged followers or they aren't your ideal clients, your ideal couples, like nothing's going to happen from them. You can have exactly. 10,000 people following you on Instagram and you only have two people that are your ideal couples or clients or two people that are getting married. And then that's only two sales or two I, two people that may book your services, but they may not. So it's the same thing with your email list, like just automatically moving people over to your email list without, you know, some kind of consent or them knowing that they're going over there. You just want to be careful with like the email laws and everything like that. And also because there's not going to be any point of them being there. They're not going to open those emails. Your open rates are going to be low. Your click rates are going to be low, like all of that, because they're just there. It's just a vanity metric. And the minute that they see that email and see that unsubscribe button, that's exactly what they're going to do. So it's just really important to like keep that clean and to really, you know, segment properly and to have people in there that are going to be the ideal people that are wanting what you're putting out there. And so I wanted to ask that because I, I hear like so many different things and especially with us working in CRM platforms, that is something that a lot of people are wanting is like, Hey, we want to move these people over here or like zap people from here into this, into our email marketing platform. And I'm always a little hesitant because I want to make sure that like they are following the email laws and stuff. And also like, we don't want like angry, like ideal clients or anything like that. Like, Hey, I didn't subscribe to me on your email list. Exactly. And so I want to make sure that they are there because they want to be. And not because like you force them into your list. <laughs> and so <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because I've, I've been wondering that for myself too. When it comes to your email marketing efforts, I feel like one thing too that a lot of people miss out on, and I talked about it a little bit earlier, is using it for upsells and using it to talk about your add-on services. Do you have any great strategies for people, especially for that maybe in the wedding or event industry of ways that they can utilize their email marketing and, and create something to add on a, another service when someone has already booked with them? Yeah, definitely. So I think about, and I'll just use my own experience for my wedding planner. You, she had multiple options of like, you can either day of only support or you can do the full package, the event design and everything along those ends. And I think about the people who only offer or who mainly book out day of and don't really think about anything before. They're like, hey, I'll be your support. I'll be there the day of. But even if you think about the layers of vendors of like the DJ, the catering, all of those things that only truly do happen on one day, offering like checkpoint calls, 
checkpoint calls are like one of the most, I would say, invaluable things that I'm looking at booking for multiple of my vendors of like six months in, you should have this ready. Let's have a checkpoint call. Or let's say the people who want thank you, the post-wedding experience. What do I do after the wedding? Here, let me give you a a ClickUp board that shows you everything that you need to be doing after the wedding, your when you when to send your thank yous, when to, you know, whatever that looks like post wedding experience. Those are all things that if your client has had a good experience with you, or if your client trusts you, they're going to eat up. And so making sure that you have that timeline established from a, you know, 12 months before six months before and as you were talking about lead magnets earlier, I was thinking about, you know, having a catch all for a last minute Larry kind of thing, or it was call them Lucy. For someone who is six months into their or kind of planning a quick snappy wedding, and you're thinking like, oh, uh, let me create a six month wedding guide checklist. Here's your timeline for the quick person that just got engaged and wants to get married. Something like that can capture somebody like, urgent message, like they're feeling the pressure, they're feeling the panic, and then you can upsell them directly into a, oh, let me manage day of, things along those ends. So there's so many things. Everybody's business is so unique and everybody's businesses are, I would say their own like, you know, heart rate kind of thing, like the way that they're, they want to engage the, all of that. So I would say, think about ways that you can chop up the most consumable pieces and then really focus on that timeline. Um, Those are the two most important things is, especially with email marketing, if you're capturing, let's say in that quiz, or let's say in the 12 month checklist that you're offering as a lead magnet, you know, within the next 12 months, they're going to get married. So you have that 12 month nurture to either upsell them into a day of package, a check-in call, a planning session, something along those ends. You can't necessarily do that on email. I mean, on um, social media. Think about the people that come to you and they're like, you know, in your DMs and you like lose track of them and you're having that conversation and they're like, oh, I get married in seven months. Great. Where are you keeping track of that? You in your email like marketing list can mark seven months. They're on that seven month timeline. Put them in a nurture that's four or five months that really creates urgency for them as far as a conversation goes. So possibilities are endless when it comes to upselling and downselling, but really making sure that regardless of your customer journey, you're looking at what's the next obvious step? What's the carrot I can drop in front of them? What is that next opportunity that is not going to get me $1,000, but might get me $200? That might get me $300. And thinking of it in that sense, because you're not going to book two 5k packages, but you can book two three, four, $300 packages that really do add up if you focus on that lifetime value of that lead. And that helps with scope creep too, because a lot of people in this industry, you know, especially if someone is booking their lower end package, and then they're still trying to get all the things that are in the higher package with being on the lower price point, having these things in place really helps with that scope creep because you're still letting them know, hey, this is an option for you, but you still have to pay. Um, But it is an option for you to add on. And it helps them for someone that maybe was like, you know what, like, I, for me, I felt like I didn't need as much like help 
like with my wedding because I was so hands-on with the planning side of things that I thought I just needed like just someone day of. And then I realized as I was going through like, you know what, like I think I need more support just for like my mental sanity and need more support on this. And so I was able to like upgrade my packages with her. And that really helped me because I was able to, even though I started at a lower one, I still ended up adding on to be at a bigger package with her. But it was because I was seeing the level of work that she was putting in or the level of work that I knew that she could based off of her showing that through her marketing efforts or through our conversations and knowing exactly, okay, like, you know what, like she could really help me take this to like my dream wedding, which she did. And so really having those, having that information out there, especially through your email marketing is so crucial because it can help a lot with that scope creep that a lot of people feel in this industry of like, well, someone only put book day of coordination. And now they're trying to pretty much have me plan this whole thing. And then feeling guilt because oh, I'm working with a bride and she's stressed out and I want to help her. Well, also like you have a business and you also have other brides that booked your full planning package and they paid for your attention and we need to give them that attention. And so the someone that booked a coordination package, then let's upsell them. Then let's build that lifetime value of that person. And then when you get to the point of after their wedding has ended, which I love the idea of, you know, what do you do after like giving something like that? is such a good idea. And I hope someone listening to this podcast steals that idea because I think that is so good because I would have eaten that up. Like there are so many things you get married. Like, like we woke up at, we were at Salish Lodge in Washington and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do now? Like we have like all these like notes everywhere and like, like gifts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and having that, cause it just doesn't end there. Like I still had family in town. Like we were going to a brunch still, like we're figuring out those logistics. It's not just like you get married and just like back to normal life. Like there is still stuff that happens afterwards. And so, you know, making sure everyone got paid, like all your vendors are done, like checking off all of those things, I think is such a good idea. And is something that I would have eaten up, especially if it was like in a click up board. Like I love that. And so someone listening to this podcast, steal that idea because there are brides out there that will take it. Please. But I think with that, you know, that after time point, it's like, you know, figuring out something like that and then really utilizing your systems, your email marketing to work on the referral side and testimonials, which was the last thing I know we wanted to touch on really quick is how you can utilize your email marketing to really get those referrals going, get those testimonials in. What are your thoughts on incorporating that into your customer journey, especially through your email marketing? Yeah. So I'm going to answer kind of a hybrid of like what we were just talking about, plus the testimonial and the feedback and all of that. So when it comes to knowing your ideal client, you're going to hear about it not only after the experience for the testimonial, but you'll hear about it either on the calls, through the emails and all of that. Documenting those time, like those, um, that timeline of emotion, that roller coaster that they're going through, kind of documenting all of that is going to make your upsells that much easier. Because if you're sitting there and, and kind of like what you were saying is that that person who booked that day of 
from your experience as a planner who of people who have booked that full package, you even know that the person who is the full package is feeling stressed three months out. The person that doesn't have that full package is probably feeling four times that stress. So having those types of nurture sequences built out just from your own client feedback is what's going to make those upselling opportunities so much easier. Then afterwards, capturing that feedback, capturing that referral, I love that as an automated sequence, either in Dubsado or in your own email. That takes the customer experience that you have curated for yourself and for your clients And it takes the ease and burden off of you. And it allows you to really streamline it in a way that has reminders, has, you know, pulling, adding tags for when they already submitted the, you know, the testimonial or the feedback. And then really creating opportunities for you to capture those referrals with a, a value that makes sense. I mean, you may have planned the most gorgeous wedding, the most incredible wedding but still offering an incentive for some people to refer you, you're always going to have those people that are like, this is my wedding planner. And she was the most incredible person in the entire world. Please hire her. And Everybody that's getting married needs her. But you'll also have an additional layer of saying, hey, you get a kickback from this if you, if you refer people or I'll plan your vow renewal in two years if you, you know, hire 10 or refer 10 people. But what I would say the most important thing of that is, is automation, is planning that out and automating it. It's the most important thing. Yeah, especially when we're at the end of the wedding, you know, we're at the end of our time with them. And so planning that out and automating it is crucial because, you know, then we're like, especially in the wedding event industry, and I know you guys are coming up on your busy season or in the thick of it when you're listening to this. We don't want to then weddings over and then we still have like a million things we have to do that could be automated. And so utilizing your CRM tool, your email marketing, whatever you want to use to really capture those reviews and then also be sharing information about any kind of referral program you have or just, you know, hey, like, do you have friends getting married this year? Like we're coming up on wedding season, like sharing that out to past brides, past couples sharing info about your events to past clients so that they're like, Oh wait, like, yeah, I forgot that, you know, my, say you have a bachelorette service and Oh, my best friend's getting married. And I forgot that we use this person for someone else's bachelorette service. Like let's use them for my best friend's wedding, you know? And so like keeping you like front of mind for people, especially like we all know people at some point that are getting married. Like we all know people at some point that are having events. And so in this industry, referrals are everything. Word of mouth is everything. And one thing that a lot of my clients love to do, which I think is like really great is in their email marketing is to share like a snippet from someone else's review where they got featured or something and sharing that. So then other couples, past brides, past clients are like, Oh, like I want to be on the knot or I want to be on here. And they're on there because they submitted it. And so it's keeping that front of mind too, because they may just hear, Oh, submit this review, submit this testimonial, like, and not know where it goes. So showing them what that experience is like and giving them that FOMO aspect. I have a client I just worked with that does like blog posts. And so she'll blog about someone's wedding. And so sharing that with your past couples or past clients. So they're like, oh, like 
I want to be on the blog. Like, let me get this form submitted that I forgot to like months ago and get this done. And so it always keeps them front, keeps you front of mind for them, whether it's for testimonials or for reviews, but having that be automated, like Rachel saying is crucial just because we're already doing a lot and you guys are doing a lot, especially in the wedding and event industry. So Rachel, thank you so much for all of this knowledge. I know it's going to be so helpful for so many people and I can't wait to see someone's resource out there for that add-on of after the wedding. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. But for anyone that wants to connect with you or to work with you or learn from you, where can they do so? So you can find me on Instagram at at gal.agency, probably the best place. You can sign up for my five five strategies for a thriving email list email series, where I literally pour my heart out into my favorite strategies that can get your email list thriving, best engagement, and like ultimately converting. And then if you want to just jump right into it, you can sign up for my email essentials where we talk about your lead magnet, your customer onboarding, or not customer, but lead subscribing welcome sequence, and how to get people through your customer journey based off of your email list. So 90 minute session and people absolutely love those. You get so much value out of it. So find me there. Um, and then, yeah, I think we'll have my website linked in the show notes. So this has been an absolute blast. I have I could have added so much, um, you know, of my own personal experience, like literally found everybody of my vendors through blogs. (laughs) So blog about your weddings. (laughs) Yes. See right there. We have a bride right here saying that you need to blog about your weddings because that's where she found all of her vendors. So everyone that's on the fence about blogging needs to get on it like yesterday. Um, And yes, we'll have everything linked in the show notes. And I think that's so great that you do those strategy intensives, because I think what people miss out on, especially when it comes to marketing, and especially when it comes to email marketing, is not having a strategy in place. Um, And we are all about having a strategy for any kind of system in your business. And we're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks. And I know Rachel is amazing at putting strategies in place for email marketing. So thank you, Rachel, for being on this week's episode of She Can Systemize. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. 